Network. Hello. <laughs> so another Valhalla Movement podcast and another day where we're talking to an inspiring individual once again, another chance to dive into kind of a new business model that is actually kind of really speaking to me. Um, I discovered what is known as Ecosia.org. Um, it's a search engine that actually has a conscious. Um, it's It's... They're planting trees based on the number of searches that you have or that you are doing. And what I what I believe is that technically you guys are making money off ads and people buy their way to the top of your search engine in a sense in the same way that they would on Google. And then you guys are taking a large chunk of that money and actually putting that towards planting trees as opposed to in your pockets, right? Exactly. That's, That's amazing. A, we can finish the podcast already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's for those of you who are listening to this, check out Ecosia. So E-C-O-S-I-A dot org. Um, I use it personally. It's kind of replaced Google for me. Here and there, I'll find myself on Google if I'm thinking about it or whatever. But apparently, I have planted 901 trees personally <laughs> uh, through my searches and, and my use of, of Ecosia. I discovered this about... I want to say six months ago, give or take, six to eight months ago, um, we were talking about it through uh, Valhalla, which, you know, we, you know, you guys all know about this if you're listening to this, um, and we were talking about it and we're like, wow, we should totally switch search engines and like support somebody or support a search engine that basically works exactly like Google, has all the same functionality, you know, searches the same web basically, um, but has so much you know, better of an initiative behind it. Um, we're talking to the CEO and founder, Christian Kroll. So thank hey. you. Thank you so much for being here, man. I, I'm yeah. glad to make this happen. Thank you for having me. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about it. Where did this come out of? How, how long ago was this created? Like, where, like, what exactly, what led to why this is existing today? Yeah. Um, we're online since December of 2009, so four and a half years already. Um, it's kind of the process of creation pretty much started in 2007, where this year I finished my university degree and I thought, okay, what, what should I do with my life? And I didn't want to work at one of these big evil companies, so I thought, okay. <laughs> but I also didn't have like a real idea what should it then be that I should be doing. So I decided just to travel around the world for a while. Mm. Um, I started off, I mean, I studied business administration, so not really the kind of thing you would expect. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, studied, I studied marketing and entrepreneurship, and I'm in this too, so yeah. it's very Yeah, we all make our mistakes, probably. <laughs> And um, so I didn't really have a good background in everything sustainability related and so on because I was just, I mean, it was about earning money and then making a company grow and taking mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I didn't have a really good idea what I wanted to do. It's just I didn't want to follow the, the, like the normal path of paths that somebody would follow who studied business administration. Okay. So yeah, I decided to travel around the world for a while. Um, during my studies, I also got involved into various um, internet projects. I was doing like little programming and so on, but not really very lightweight, so not, nothing, nothing big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, my interest got more 
more and more profound and I started getting into search engines and then pretty much the first stop of my travels around the world was in Nepal and there I thought okay let's make a search engine that it's programmed by Nepali and then all the money that is generated is going back to projects from Nepalese projects. Mm. So even though I think that the idea was kind of interesting, the implementation didn't really go so well. So um, Nepal is one of the poorest countries in the world, really. And you notice that when you want to start an internet startup, even though people are really motivated, um, you run into problems like having only four hours of electricity every day and that kind of mm. stuff. Pretty good internet connection and so on. Yeah. So, I can imagine that an internet company is not going to run too, too well out of Nepal. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of a, the first failure there. Um, I tried it for a few months and then I decided, okay, let's, let's continue traveling. And then I ended up in Argentina. Um, and there I was, I was still with this idea, okay, this could actually work, like a search engine giving back. Mm -hmm. That's, that is a good concept. And I started reading a few books into the direction of, sustainability and just yeah is there a particular book in, in in that inspired you more than others at that time i think it, it's not really a book that would really inspire me today at that time it was hot flat and crowded by thomas friedman and ah, it was talking yes. about um globalization and how very soon nine million nine mm -hmm. billion people are going to be on this planet and how mm -hmm. this is going to turn into a problem and um it was one fact that really in a way opened my my thinking in the direction of rainforest was that um, he stated that 20% of deforestation is 20% uh, of global CO2 emission mm -hmm. is caused by the deforestation of the rainforest. And that was something that I was completely not aware of. I didn't know anything about the importance of rainforests. So I thought, well, then probably should save the rainforest. I mean, if that's so important, then... <laughs> I started investigating more and I really like the classic I, gringo G dream, right? <laughs> they're, they're, oh yeah, the gringo comes here, wants to save the rainforest. All right. That, yeah. I, I was in Argentina in January too. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, some people must've been like, yeah, okay. Or what are you, what are you talking about here? Um, yeah. but anyway, continue. I mean, you're, you're doing a good job. Don't, don't get me wrong. Not making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what I liked about the rainforest Though it's even though we're, I mean, we're supporting project in Brazil, but somehow the whole world is benefiting from it because the climate, uh, like the whole climate crisis, is a global issue. Mm -hmm. and you just have to pick a few regions where you can have the most impact, but then we're all, all humanity is benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. So it was also one of these things. I mean, there, there's so many good causes. I just, I don't know, I just got into rainforest protection. I think it, it makes a lot of sense for everybody on the planet. So yeah, I started thinking in this direction. I started developing developing a prototype, and then in two thousand nine, in December, we finally went online, having a real like a, a real company incorporated and so on. Mm. So, yeah. amazing. And so, this idea comes out of the fact that you you basically learn about the rainforest when you go to Argentina. Obviously, you're 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 there. You're on vacation. You're just kind of trying to figure out where you're going in life, and then all of a sudden, this idea comes to mind. But it doesn't. It seems like it's like pretty complicated to kind of start a search engine, and then mm -hmm. not only start a search engine, but kind of compete with like the biggest company in the world or one of them um, to some degree. And and then with that, at the same time, try and like take. I think it's eighty percent of your revenue that goes into planting the trees, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, how how did you like? Where did you learn the technical skills, or or who did you find? Like, what did you do to get that? 
online? Like it's one thing to, to say I have the idea, um, but where where did you go into or where, what did you start navigating to try and make yep. this like an actual tangible reality? Yeah, actually in the beginning, the, the important thing was really just getting the right players and, and connecting them together. So, I mean, I knew nothing about rainforest protection and I also didn't know much about search. Mm -hmm. um, so in the be beginning, I started contacting Google and see if we could use their, their search results. At the very beginning, they said yes, then they said no. So yeah, of then, <laughs> then I continued um, asking Yahoo and Bing. So Microsoft is yeah. Bing. Um, mm -hmm. And they were more, because they have less market share, they are more interested in, in partnership ideas like this. So I got them on board. And then when it comes to tree planting, we first partnered with WWF and yeah. then now are partnering with the Nature Conservancy. Yeah. So it's really us, it's just, I mean, we're just taking the role of, of the facilitator there, like trying, like building See, this search engine that is okay. just connecting the idea of a search engine and tree planting and we're just the middle part of it. No, I get that. So what, what you're doing is you, you ended up going with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. so, Bing, so basically, technically, when I'm searching, I'm searching through Bing's kind of platform and their mm -hmm. servers in a sense. And then you guys are kind of like the skin for that platform, right? And exactly. then they already have ad buyers. And mm -hmm. so you're getting a cut of those ads Basically, so Microsoft's mm -hmm. getting most of the money, but you're still getting some of the money because they're they're seeing it. Yeah. Oh no, we're getting we're getting most of the money. So. Oh really? Okay, well, okay, great. I don't know. That's uh, that's. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. So yeah. you guys are getting most of the money, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense because you guys are the ones driving that traffic and, and getting the searches exactly. at the end of the day. Um, but you're giving a cut to Microsoft, and then the other cut, the main cut that you guys are you know would would have come to your pocket. Eighty percent of that is going into Nature Conservancy is what you said, right? So you were exactly. with WWF, now Nature Conservancy. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you ever, like, have you, so what, why Nature Conservancy? Have you gone to see these trees going in the ground or have you met people there that at this point have really convinced you that they're they're the number one tree planting service in Brazil in the rainforest or what, you know, yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, the reason why we picked this organization, it's, of course, I mean, there's so many great organizations, so there was a big choice of, of really of course, a few yeah. very good uh, opportunities. Um, what we liked about the Nature Conservancy is that it's, while being a big organization, and we, we, we thought we need a big organization because we need credibility, and if it's just, a, I don't know, two or three people working in the Amazon and nobody really knows them, then it's kind of there's this suspicion that we have to fight with. Yeah. So we wanted a big organization, and for being a big organization, the Nature Conservancy is really, really effective at what they're doing. Um, mm. I mean, there are also many big organizations that are still very good, but just... Yeah, no, uh, I get it. Yeah, this particular project just really appealed a lot to us um, because it's it's solving a lot of very important issues and even though we're financing the Nature Conservancy in a way, they still have their local partners. So that's and we have this big name, of course, but um, in the end, it's not really the Nature Conservancy planting trees, but the local local partners. So that's, that's awesome. for me, it's important that it's not like. Westerners coming into a country and then getting paid Western salaries and then I don't know planting a few trees and then leaving again, but just really Brazilians taking care of their of their own rainforest and that's actually what's happening in the project. That's amazing. So, and have you ever visited? Have you ever gone to Brazil? Because I was I went to Argentina and went to Brazil right after, and yeah. the entire time I was like searching in Brazil, I was like, oh yeah, I'm helping plant trees in this country, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was wondering where it was. So I was like, wait, like, I wonder where they're actually planting these trees. Because I went to the rainforest. I went to the Amazon um, yep. and I spent, you know, I slept overnight in the jungle, like five hours deep into the jungle, two nights. 
um, and another night in, in a lodge somewhere in the jungle. Um, and I, I remembered thinking, I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. This is phenomenally beautiful. I wonder what they're doing for the tree planting, you know, uh -huh. because here at Valhalla, we, we, we do plant trees. Generally, right now, we're planting a lot of fruit trees, okay? So when we're planting them at like five, six years old, so obviously they're more kind of expensive and they're taller and bigger and all that stuff. I'm assuming what they're planting is something like saplings, right? Like they started little trees here and there and then they're putting in these smaller little trees all around yeah. or do you know if they're doing seeds or like what are they what's the game plan for for this um, well of course first they gather trees and then they have like this little i don't know the english term for it in, in german it's a it's a tree school where the little trees they yeah. grow yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they go into the fields and uh, well uh and just planting these trees as as soon as they're strong enough to really live and wow. then of course checking that um i mean tree planting is much more complicated in the end than it, than it sounds so you just don't you don't just yeah. put it there, but you have to figure out the right territory and then f see how many trees actually survived. You have to pick the right trees and so on. So, so it's really, uh, um, it's really a. There's big a science part. behind it, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not. It's not as simple as just, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it would could work, like right, just taking a, a snipping off one tree and putting it in the ground and it'll create another yeah. tree. It can work, um, but it doesn't mean that it's effective, and it doesn't mean that like that's what needs to happen or that is what should work. Um, yeah. But do you know the area? Did did you know exactly what's what particular area that they might have been kind of trying to restore or something? Because I yeah. did, I do know a little bit about Brazil and some of these places. Yeah. So. so the area is pretty much the the Brazilian Atlantic Forest, which oh, is sweet. a huge area from. I mean, it's reaching from down from even Sao Paulo, Rio, and so on. It's that big, uh, yeah, big, the big coast big. kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it has been destroyed. I don't know, almost 90 percent of the rainforests have been destroyed already, and this is now leading to huge problems from water pollution to land erosion and so on. Mm -hmm. So the idea is not to get this, this whole area reforested because there are big cities there now, but just getting, getting into a stable um, environment again so that um, there's life yes. for, for humans and for animals. And mm -hmm. because it's, it's currently really the effects of that deforestation are now really visible and big problems are arising now. And the tree planting program that's going on there is like getting it to back to a normal state where where um, that is that is sustainable for long term. Mm -hmm. So what's so what's the dream here? Is it, would you would you be happy to know that Ecosia is number one, like just consistently growing, right? Yeah. You guys are getting more and more search traffic. I'm assuming you guys are potentially growing, right? We are growing, yeah. Um, so our revenue is going up, um, and also more people are using us. Um, but I mean, we're not where we want to be yet because of yeah. currently we have about two million users every month. We could there's no reason why we shouldn't have twenty or two hundred million. I mean, um, so we need to get better, better at explaining the the idea, spreading the word, and so on. Hence so the podcast. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, just raising as money as many funds as possible because this this project needs more money i mean they, their objective is to plant one billion trees and so far much much less than one billion have been planted how many so, have you, have, are, do you know like roughly i know it's changing constantly but i'm not sure I'm, i mean we contributed within the last year we contributed about eight hundred thousand. so there's wow. still of rooms to, to go so yeah well i mean eight hundred thousand trees is not nothing to laugh at you know what i mean like that's still a lot of trees yeah that's but still... it could also be eight million i mean <laughs> no you're right and and to be honest you're a couple of marketing stunts away from it to be like mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you can 
you could find your way onto a particular, you know, if you made something go viral or you made, you got some stuff going, yep. it's definitely possible that you can do something like that. I have a video um, that I've seen and I, I wonder if you've ever mm -hmm. seen it. It's, it's um, It was promoting something called Follow the Frog, which is uh, basically it was this video that they made that basically said that this, you know, this guy had learned that they were cutting millions of trees in the rainforest every year uh, and that, you know, there are tons of numerous acres of football fields were being cut down every single day in the rainforest, okay? And they made this video that was really comedic and funny, but at the same time, what it said is, hey, like, you know, and then it played on and it actually made fun of the gringo fantasy of going to the rainforest and you know, trying to like tree hug them or stop the people from bulldozing them or whatever it was and making, you know, an alliance with local tribes. And anyway, it was, it was really, really, really funny. I don't, I don't think you've ever seen it because it doesn't seem like you have, but that video, um, which I will put a link in the description. And I'll definitely send to you. Yeah. I think I've seen it. I've, oh, like, yeah. This dude from a city who's then like giving yeah. up his life. Yeah, I've seen exactly. It. So yeah, exactly. So that video to me is the type of video that you would kind of need to create to get something like this rolling, right? Yeah. Like if you guys can create something that really appeals to people's to some degree humor, but at the same time to their, to really realistically to their heart and to, mm -hmm. to the fact that, Hey, all we need to do is switch from Google to Ecosia or Bing, which they're already using potentially to Ecosia. Like why not? Right. Why not consider making that switch? And, you know, I'm 901 trees in, but you guys who are listening, go to ecosia.org. You just need to make it your homepage or whatever. And from there, you're just going to search through that. And it, what is it? Yeah. It's so easy. Like this is, you know, I've heard of what I call, um, you know, and I'm sure you've heard of this before too, the, the term slack, uh, slacktivism, right? Like mm -hmm. where we believe that our clicks can make a difference. Well, yeah. here you actually created the dream scenario of our clicks and searches and something we do consistently, literally every single day. I search something, a yep. possibility to, to making the yeah, planet, really, planet a better world. Yeah, that's really the beauty of it. I mean, you, you, because otherwise you might have to donate money or you might have to do something to be really, really be active. But with the cozy, it's really just one click, and that's the, it's the really the most simple tool probably for, for helping the environment. Of course, it doesn't solve all the problems. That I'm, that's not what I'm saying. And but, um, of course not. But but you're trying. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. I mean, you're trying. Like, that's that you, you can't look. You know, I don't know how many organizations have planted 800,000 trees in the last year, or at least mm -hmm. helped or been a part of planting 800,000 trees in the last year. There are very few. And if there was more, if there's more people who got behind this kind of stuff, um, then it would help. So tell me a little bit about what people who are listening can do. Um, to maybe help this number one and number two, tell me a little bit about your strategy. Like, what what are some of the things that you guys are are looking to create to get more people behind? Like, I know um, recently I joined the uh, I think it's called the Ecosia Embassy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I was learning about that and being an ambassador for Ecosia. It's still a little unclear to me on on how all of that is working and what's going on. But I mean, yep. it it seems like you guys are making the efforts and trying to get more and more people behind it and create really a community uh, that helps empower people. But yeah, I mean, talk talk a little bit about that maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, we're trying find to find ways really how we can facilitate word of mouth and can find some kind of virality because we don't have much money that we can spend on advertising. We're donating eighty percent of our revenue, and that leaves only very little room for. Uh, 
yeah, for an advertising budget because we have to run the whole thing, we have to pay our salaries and so on. Of course. Um, so this ambassador program you're talking about, for example, we just recently started it and that's why you might not really have found it very, I don't know, very appealing yet. Um, yeah, and, and I fully understand that it's a very, very new thing and you guys are trying to figure it out. I, I'm following it though, uh, trust me, I'm, I'm definitely I'm keeping abreast to it, so you're doing something right. Yeah, so we we hired somebody who's now taking care of the this Ecosia embassy um, and really just trying because there's so many people who really like the idea, which is which is really great, and we want to help them to spread the word. And there are a few activities you can do. I don't know. It starts at really easy ones, just sharing it on your Facebook or sending an email to your friends. So maybe if you work in a company, then you could um, tell the boss or the IT administrator of the company or even your university or something mm-hmm. to turn your, the default search engine into Ecosia. So it's. Um, I think there we kind of rely since we donate so much of our of our income we kind of rely on people really doing the marketing for us in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's also what we're trying to encourage. We're trying to get more engaged with the community and so on. So and that's an interesting choice right there, which is that I mean you 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 said it yourself. We kind of rely because we're donating eighty percent of our money to to the cause. You know, some people might say. I, I would possibly be one of the people who would say this. I say, why not take, why not donate seventy percent? Like, mm-hmm. you know, change your policy for for a period of time that says we're going to te- keep an extra ten percent. But but then talk about where that extra ten percent is going and say yep. how. Look, our goal is as follows. You know, I, I listened to a TED talk about how uh, nonprofits in America are basically not allowed to do the same kind of marketing and have the same marketing budgets and percentages that mm-hmm. large organizations can have. So this one guy was a particular, he ran, I think it was called the Boston Marathon or, or the New York Marathon yeah. or something like that. He ran a marathon. This, this TED Talk, Dan Parlotta or something. Is his exactly, name. exactly. Yeah. And so for those who haven't seen it, well, I'm glad you saw it too. For those who haven't seen it, what he's basically saying is in the, the normal business world, in a, in a profit, for-profit business world, a company can spend six, 60% of its salary or, or 60% of its earnings on marketing, which make the total earnings bigger. So the mm-hmm. question is, like, you know, the profits in that case, would I rather have 10% of, let's say, a million dollars or 90% of, like, 50000 You know what I mean? Because why? Because if I took $600,000 and, and marketed it and like railroads the sales of a company up to a million, well, guess what? We're now selling a million. We're providing more jobs. And no, number two, we're making, at the end of the day, more money. Yep. And nonprofits are not allowed to do that. Nonprofits, I can't remember the exact percentage in America, but it was low. It was like they couldn't spend more than like 10% or something mm-hmm. on marketing. Yep. And yep. that leads to the fact that you end up being in a position where they cannot compete with these big organizations that are for profit. And so it seems like an interesting potential strategy for you yep. guys to consider like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not on your team here. I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do or whatever. Um, but I'm sure it has entered your mind and I would love to, to pick your brain at this. If you say that 10% and just took that 10% and then told your followers and the people from Ecosia writing out a newsletter and, and putting it on your site or whatever, saying, hey, you know what? We're deciding we're going to take a 10% effort out of this. We're going to try and put it into marketing uh, and through initiatives that we still also believe in that are nonprofits or that are, that are people that can use, number one, our help, but number two, can also help us get the word out. 
-hmm. which will lead to, at the end of the day, more trees in the ground. So yes, less percentage, but more trees, more money. Is that not a consideration that you guys must be kind of sure you must go to you must stay awake at night thinking like shit do i yeah. do it <laughs> yeah actually we we've been considering this quite a long time and this ted talk you've been talking about is one of the like one of the sparks that that kind of started our thinking so i'm so glad that i that that's been a part of it because that ted talk for me was huge uh, i i feel yeah. that marketing is so important to anything but anyway yeah. And we, I mean, what is important for us is really, we want to have the maximum impact possible, positive yeah. impact, of, of course. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. And it's like you said, if you, in the end, if you, through marketing, end up having a much bigger pie that you then maybe only donate 60% of, but this 60% is 200 million instead of just 1 million, for example. Yeah, of course. Then we should definitely do this. And we actually, we investigated in, in various advertising campaigns and so on. And we realized, okay, for every, Every euro or dollar we invest now, we can actually raise five dollars in in the future for the rainforest. And I mean, just I mean, I studied business, <laughs> and the same rules that apply in business for like evil things should also apply for good things. And they and they do, they yeah. do. So and if you can if you can scale something by investing money, then you should probably do it. So it's it's very likely that Agricosia in the new near near term we're gonna. Touch this eighty percent, not because we want to buy ourselves fancy sport cars, but because we want to. I, I uh, totally believe you. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and I, I would love to. Um, so I, I help with, you know, not that I'm pitching you here. I help with a, a lot of marketing strategies. We we've done obviously Valhalla. We've done a different things, um, and we've, you know, we have connections to lots of big organizations in the sustainability world. Um, you must have heard of like things like Sustainable Man or even Collective Evolution, or maybe High Existence. These are all like pretty big websites that um, all work through advertising. But, you know, generally some of their ads are like, eh, you know, like they're not the greatest. And I know that this kind of ad, like an, a little ad for Ecosia, number one, you guys would pay probably less than what, you know, they're, they're getting from, um, from some of these other people. But it, even if you didn't pay less, you would have more click-throughs because more people would be interested in, in hearing about this. And yeah. I know that tons of blogs would be willing to write about this here in, in America and in Canada, where, where I am. Mm -hmm. um, and you just need that exposure. You need these podcasts. Like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this podcast, but I'm going to also do the extra effort of sending it out in a newsletter so that people really get and sign up. And I think there's so much opportunity. Like, okay, let me, let me back up for a second. Marketing is such a, an incredibly powerful tool that needs to be used responsibly. If there's anything that Valhalla has done right, and there's numerous things that we've done right, and there's numerous things that we've done wrong, don't get me, don't, you know, this is not um, tooting our own horn here. But one of the things that we do understand has been marketing. And one of the things that I, I feel Valhalla's strength has been, and our website has, has generated serious amount of buzz and, and really allowed people to believe in us because of the strength of our visuals, the strength of our marketing and our strength of our message. And mm -hmm. I feel like you guys are in that same boat. Like you guys have great visuals, you have a good product and you have a good, you know, a service in this case actually. And you have seriously good intentions and you have a good message and a good story. And so, but there, there are hundreds of thousands of ideas and people who have those exact same things but who mm -hmm. aren't necessarily effectively getting out there because they're not, they're missing that the foundation of where this continuously grows, which is marketing. Now, you guys, 
have been growing. You, you guys, I, I'm, from my perspective, you guys are doing great. Somehow I heard about it. I don't know where that went on and what word of mouth happened to, for me to hear about it. I do know that one of our members, I think it was Lawrence or Greg, um, who ended up kind of letting our entire group know. Um, but the idea is that through even like the, the sponsorships of different websites and giant blogs, which which already have millions of users and visitors a month, you could potentially kind of scrape off more and more because the reality is that your marketing can can last for a, a, a short period of time, and as long as you get as many people as possible to change their their you know default browser or their default search engine from Google or whatever to to Ecosia, then the reality is that your marketing can slowly but surely eventually decline as your numbers continue to grow because eventually that that there's a there's like kind of that that point right there's like the law of diminishing returns but there's also the law of scale right which is yep. that you're probably on the downward slope of that scale and eventually you're going to hit that that turning point where every single dollar that you have is going to lead to more and more subscriptions and then you can actually start diminishing your budget slowly and then and get into you know and, and while continuing to have growth so I would love to see this happen. I would love to be a part of it. I mean, if you if you guys need any help or connections to different blogs, by all means, I'll, I'll definitely be a part of that. Yeah, great to hear because we're definitely investigating that direction. It's it's yeah, as I said, important for us because we want to do as much good as possible. Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing that you have an opportunity for is that you have such a good story that people would more than just like an ad, they would potentially consider writing a blog or even just even if they didn't write it, but you wrote it and submitted it to them. I definitely feel that they would consider writing about it or do, or in featuring you within it. There's mm -hmm. no reason why um, I would I would see that some of these big blogs wouldn't do it. So, look, we're gonna do it. Uh, Vahal is gonna get behind it. I'm gonna write a blog. I'm running a newsletter. I'm making this podcast. Guys, you have to understand. Anybody who's listening here, you guys can be a part of this. It's really as simple as as changing your browser. And just that alone is going to help. But more than changing your browser, you can change your browser and let a couple of people know. Or maybe you can change the browser at your school or something like, oh, just go and quickly change them. And then everyone who's coming on those computers at your school are now all of a sudden going through Ecosia. The guy who's taking care, the IT guy at the school might change it back later. But it doesn't matter because a couple of people, before he changes it back, a couple of people would have seen it and been like, oh, what is this? And then it would have read like their mission and, oh, you just helped plant the tree and, oh, crap like what's going on here what's happening all of that leads to again this positive initiative which i find we have such a unique opportunity to do uh you know given the internet today it's it's, it's really phenomenal i mean thanks so so that being said right so let's say you guys are doing more marketing um more is going on more swirling what's the ideal situation for you guys like what's more so than like more traffic. Let's say now all of a sudden you're getting more traffic, there's more traction. Do you have like any other ideas that are swirling around it or any other connections or things that you would particularly look to to on the horizon or something? Yeah. I mean, what we definitely, what we're continuously working on is making our products or the website and the whole search experience, making that as almost, I mean, our goal is to be as good as Google Mm -hmm. So that you don't have any, I don't know, you, you don't feel any pain using the product because in the end we have to be as good as our most important competitors. Of course. So we're continuously working on that. Um, in addition to that, we're currently working on 
a tool whenever you buy something, well, it's a tool that allows you whenever you buy something on the web um, that you then can automatically donate a share of your purchase to the protection of the rainforest. So we have a set of partner websites and whenever you buy at one of these, then actually some of them, some of the money would go to... Oh, really? Of course. So is that like something like, are you, are you kind of saying like, let's say for example, you would sign up for like an Amazon affiliate, somebody mm -hmm. goes, clicks on something, wants to search on Amazon, they click on Amazon, instead of going to just Amazon.com, they're going to your affiliate link technically, they're like going through you guys, you guys, if they buy something, you guys get a cut of that and then again, you guys are just giving your whatever, 80% or whatever. Yeah. So is, yep. that, is that what you're kind of talking about? So basically yep. affiliate programs? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So... Yep. In that, I, I would love to know how much freedom Microsoft is giving you because Microsoft is seen as a pretty evil corporation by most people's standards. Um, um, how much freedom are they giving you to like changing or customizing the ads that people would see mm -hmm. when searching on, on Ecosia? Because I'm assuming that you don't necessarily want to promote all the ads that they would possibly have in every given search. Yeah, that's one of the issues. We we are pretty limited with what we want to display there in the end. So, for example, we can't really modify um, results or advertisements. So, if there was an oil company advertising for certain keywords, then you will find this oil company on Ecosia as well, even though we don't agree with the company's goals itself. So, yeah, that's kind of bad. But also, I mean, we're even if we don't agree with all of these links necessarily it should still you should find whatever you're looking for I don't really think that a search engine that just filters and just shows you good things is really useful because um, you just need to find anything on the web and then make your own decisions That's true. so um, so without filtering without kind of putting your own bias into into the search you're, you're trying to have as free of a web as possible mm -hmm. yeah so that being said like a free web is a and a kind of a uncensored or not forget uncensored but unfiltered web is a pretty important topic, right? Like, there's a lot of people in America, I'm sure in Europe, who you know through Facebook and Google and all of these things, we kind of feel like I don't know, maybe there's some version of filtering going on. There's some version of like censorship happening, um, and definitely. Not everyone has the organic reach that they would have had. Let's say, you know, I don't know, Valhalla has 36,000 people on Facebook. If we post something, guess what? We're not reaching 36,000 people. Sometimes we're lucky we reach freaking 300. Like, it's mm -hmm. not even funny sometimes how bad it is. Um, and then there's other moments where we reach like maybe 2,000, 3,000, maybe 6,000, 7,000 here and there. If we do well, if you share, if you guys like, your slacktivism can come into, into helping us as well. Um... Have you guys experienced any of that? Have you experienced any version of filtering or censorship? Do you feel like, what happens if you guys get like really big? What if you become bigger than Bing? Like, is, is Microsoft going to continue working with you? Like, what do you think? Like, um, I think Microsoft would be happy if we became bigger than, well, bigger, probably that's going to be really tough. But yeah, if yeah. Yeah, we course. get the happier, the happier they are because they are def desperately looking for market share and they just... Probably the reason why they're partnering with us, they want um, partners like us getting market share from Google. So mm. they're happy if we if we keep growing. Um, what I'm very much concerned in terms of the web is how powerful Google is. Um, 
And that is, especially in Germany there, Google in Germany has 96% market share, which is, I mean, that's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's no other free market where, where a company has that, that much market share. And, but um, that's the funniest thing is that it really is a free market. It's not like, we can't blame Google for the fact that they did so well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there are a few things which they are doing where I'm not 100% sure if they're not violating any any laws. But sure, so, um, so, so cover that a little bit. Talk talk to me about that. Um, for example, I mean, we one of our goals, if you come to Ecosia and you want to change your search engine, then we want to make it as easy as possible for you to change your search engine. Mm -hmm. And in Firefox browser, for example, it's really easy. You click one button and then it's or you click it's two or three clicks and then you're done. It's It's really, really intuitive. But on Chrome, for some reason, it's really not that easy. And we, we have to like find ways around it, build things that are kind of hackish to really just achieve the changing of your search engine, which Google doesn't even allow that by because we're using these browser extensions where you install something to your browser and then it's doing the magic for you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in Chrome, unfortunately, the, these browser extensions can't even uh, touch the search box. Yeah. So that's something where I think Google, since I mean Chrome, for those who don't know, is Google's browser. Yeah. So um, it's I think Google being a search engine should be really careful about making it really easy to to change their search engine. And the official way is like it's it's five different steps, and on each step, you pr of course, you lose a certain percentage of users, and in the end, you have maybe twenty percent of users who originally had the idea of changing their search engine stick kind Same. of really ended up doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things where Google, of course, knows how how successful people are at actually doing these things. So that's that's one of the things where if I was um, in charge of antitrust, I would have a closer look at that, let's say. Let's that's say true. That. I mean, I guess, it, it, I don't know how, you know, if I was in their position, not to say that I'm evil, but if I was in their position, I understand why I would consider it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I can understand why it's like, hey, look, I I invented the browser, I invented the search, kind mm -hmm. of literally, um, and and then so if I want to make it difficult for people to get out of my my you know system, this Apple does the same, everything, everyone does the same with with mm -hmm. all of that. I mean, it, any client, any customer, any business, good business practice is to to try and eliminate as many people as possible leaving your service. That's just that's part of their business model. Is that good for the world? No. Is that good for a free web? No. But is that general, like, is that like m more so evil business? No, I don't think so. I think it's, it's just standard business, which is unfortunate. I fully agree with you. And I actually use Chrome. Um, and here and there, every once in a while, I'll, I'll type in the search bar, but not on Ecosia. I'll go in the top, right? And I'll just write something. So mm -hmm. uh, some people don't really know this, but if you could just, you don't have to write a URL all the time. You can just type in something and generally search. Because I am using Ecosia, here and there it doesn't work. What will yeah. actually happen is I'll click on the search on the top and in the search on the top, it will create like an error. It will bring me to like an error Ecosia page and it quickly refresh and then I'm on, on Ecosia.org. Yeah, that's exactly, well, this is this hack that I talked about where we tried to make it work, but um, yeah, Google also updated something in their browser, so now it doesn't really work anymore, and that's mm -hmm. that's exactly the error you're seeing. But yeah, yeah we, I think today or something, we even published an update to that, so it should be better now. Oh, awesome. But it's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to hear that. No, because 
I and I and I'm you know my my um I think it was my girlfriend or somebody who was using my computer typed it in did something and it's just like I keep getting this error it's so annoying and I'm like yeah but you're helping plant trees like don't worry it's like <laughs> you have like an extra two seconds to get to the to your search engine and you can write it in you know like don't worry it's gonna totally work out but um but what they can do and it's funny because that two seconds can really ruin somebody's experience to some degree. Right. Like it, it can allow somebody to be like who, somebody who even did switch be like shit fuck it I'm going to Google and you know I'm not gonna lie if I had to pick between which search function I would rather have okay like in terms of like a back end like I would much rather that Google supported you guys number one because I feel like they can they can help you way more than Bing can um, and they would have probably more advertisers and way more money coming your way um, and towards basically the nature conservancy in these trees. Um, but also I feel like Google has so much, I mean, they have way bigger of a team, way bigger market share. So they obviously are doing, they're the leading edge of search. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, and so their ability to kind of help you guys would be so much bigger. But I also feel like in certain situations, when I look for images or I look for certain things, sometimes Google seems more relevant only because it seems like they probably have APIs and cookies and all kinds of crazy stuff tracking everything else I do. So it's relevant to me based on the fact that they mm -hmm. basically hacked um, I mean... <clears throat> yeah, you were saying? Um, I mean, Google, of course, like the more users a search engine has, the more it can learn from the queries that users type into. And especially in Germany, that's a big problem. If you have only such a small market share as Bing and Yahoo do have in Germany, then it's really tough for them to just build on that and getting better. So um, that's kind of the problem that we're also suffering from. Um, to make it easier for users, we have this little tab on, on the Ecosia search result page where you can just quickly switch to Google. So whenever you're not happy with Google, the, uh, with Ecosia search results, then you can just, with one click, then you see the Google results. And we're not earning any money from this, but at least we're making it easy for you to, to get what you're, what you're looking for. See, that's happy. great business practice right there. That's, that's saying, look, we're not doing it for necessarily money. We're trying to give you the best search results at the end of the day because you're remembering your product. Your pro or your service, sorry. Your service is getting people the results that they want when they search, right? And so allowing people the, the best scenario where they get those results is what really the most important thing um, that you guys can do. And I'm glad that um, even though I've never actually used that button, I guess I'll look for it today um, just to, to see it. Um, you have to, yeah, that's good. That's good business practice. That's just great. And so... Um, so I have to ask this question because I would love to know your answer. So now a lot of these trees are being planted in Brazil in the rainforest. But have you ever guys considered programs that would plant trees in potentially Berlin or in Germany or in Europe or in Canada or U.S. or whatever? Yeah. Um, well, the idea in the very long run would, of course, be, I mean, people probably like to see the trees more planted in their neighborhoods because people are just care ten, have a tendency to care more about their neighborhoods than that's something far away. Um, so in the very long run, we might be doing something like this, but then also each of the projects you have to um, like do your due diligence, then you have to make sure that trees are already getting planted and so on. So you have to follow up with each of the projects. And as long as we're not a multi-billion donation um, com company or organization, 
um, we'll probably just stick with this one project because we know it's a good one. And then later we can still expand in, in more regional projects. Um, mm. So that, that might be coming up at some point. But yeah, we at least know that this project is a good one and it's helping the world in general. So um, there could, of course, be things that are more beneficial to you if you're living in Berlin than having fruit trees in Berlin, for example. I would really like the idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course. But yeah, that's uh, that's a bit further down the road, probably. Yeah, okay. So as you guys grow, you would consider potentially. I, that's all I wanted to know is like, would you guys consider doing more things back at home? Because um, as much as we, you know, the, the people who we knew also need to change their minds with and a potentially even like marketing opportunity or opportunity for you guys would be that you guys engage people directly where you are at home, potentially, um, and allow for people to get behind something, even if you only planted like for every tree, a hundred trees you would plant in Brazil, you would plant one tree back at home. You might engage more people to be like, Oh, I understand what you guys are doing here. I understand that you guys are also doing this in, um, in Brazil. I can get behind this and more people might consider, um, doing that. Is, is Ecosia really working well in all languages as well? I guess it's, I mean, I must, if, if Bing and Yahoo are working in all languages, it must work in, as well in German as it does in English. Um, I mean, it, it depends on which country you're in. The quality of your search result pretty much depends on the market share that Bing or Yahoo has mm. in, this, in this market. So in the, in the US, I would say we're quite close to, to what Google is offering. Even though Google is investing a lot of their IT power into this as well, so there's big competition going there, uh, going on there. And then there are even countries where we might even be on par with Google. Um, wow! Yeah, like in Japan, for example, where Yahoo is actually they're kind of lead leading the market there. So there would be maybe even as good as Google or even really. Better. And so, in terms of Ecosia, where have you guys had the biggest following? Where's where's your biggest support group coming from? Uh, it's Germany, since probably because we're located here. Yeah, <laughs> um, we, have, we have almost sixty percent German speaking, so that includes Austria and shares of Switzerland or parts of Switzerland. Um, and then the rest is pretty much international. We would like to be stronger in the U.S. since many of the of the trends are made in in North America. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely is something we're very interested in. And we also kind of shifted our server infrastructure and our whole setup to be faster outside Germany recently, so hopefully that's going to have a positive impact. Mm, very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, when it comes to the web, um, at least the English-speaking world, if you if you get the U.S. starting to go, if you if you make one of those kind of Save the Rainforest-style videos that goes viral and gets a little bit of attention, I think you can definitely, um, definitely, definitely get more market share here. I, I really can see a lot of schools, I can see a lot of like really powerful organizations and nonprofits and those kind of things get behind something like this. And mm -hmm. it seems like all you really need is just more ambassadors, and this is why you guys have the embassy, um, to go out there and do it. And then ideally, eventually more more budget. I mean, you know, it would be so much easier for an ambassador or anyone, somebody working with you guys to be like, Hey, I have a small budget to buy up some some blog space on on different websites and might you know have uh, supporting audiences. Totally worth it, you know. Approaching a big blog and being like, "Hey, here's a couple hundred bucks or whatever, thousand dollars. Can we run this? Can we run this? Basically, this blog. We're gonna create the content, give it to you, 
put it on your website and all you need to do is run it and allow it to, to run its course. And I believe for, for every dollar that you spend there, you would end up getting, you know, five dollars in trees, like you said. You know, there's no doubt about the fact that it will it will yes, be an upfront cost, but definitely come back number one to your pockets, but also to the pockets and, and mainly to the pockets of, of planting these trees. And that's um I mean, I guess that's really the goal, right? Yep. It is. Um so talk to me a little bit more about the ambassador program where somebody can go to sign up for that if somebody's been listening to this entire podcast they're really excited about helping you guys um uh, now they've changed their browser they, they've told all their friends that they shared it on facebook or whatever but they want to do more what where do they go and how do they do that um you can actually go to the ecosia website and or even easier, just type in embassy.ecosia.org and then you land there right away. Or if that for some reason should work, then you just go to ecosia.org. Then in the menu, there's a section called spread the word. And there, scrolling down, you probably find it, find some kind of application form. Awesome. Okay, great. I mean, I think that's, that's phenomenal. I think what you're doing um, is super inspiring. When I thought, when I heard that it was happening when I heard about this and when I actually saw it work I was like this is phenomenal and I just had to talk to you guys I had to make sure that um that this was number one like really like going to go somewhere and number two I mean it's always nice like it's so funny that people have this feeling because I showed it to a couple of people and they're like are you really think they're planting in the trees and I'm like well guess what I'm gonna I'm just gonna figure it out and mm -hmm. I, I don't really know. I haven't seen the trees. I'm not going to go down and find that guy who's from the Nature Conservancy planting it or whatever, or, or the Brazilian. But what I do know is that uh, I can definitely tell that you're a genuine person. You're definitely trying to do as much as you possibly can. I think anybody who's listening to this would probably feel the exact same way. Um, and, you know, you're just trying to do what you can in, in a world where shit's a little crazy. You know, we've got a lot of bad companies. There's a lot of things going on that we need to kind of fight against and work against. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much to, to, to making something like this a reality. Thank you so much for allowing slacktivism to be a real actual impactful thing. Um, and yeah, I would love to have you again. I would love to, to feature more of your, of your stuff on Valhalla and potentially introduce you to some other partners and people who uh, would be willing to help out. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the support. It's really great that you're promoting or trying to promote projects like ours because yeah, I try. That's how, that's how more people find out about it and that's how we can more peace. Hero you've always dreamed of being.